Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Kim. And these are the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, Season 3, Episode 5, Stick It In Your Ear. Series created by Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams. Written by John Ezrain. Directed by Douglas Jackson. And the original air date, October 16th, 1989. Okay, so we're back with Season 3, Episode 5, Stick It In Your Ear. This episode begins with a man driving erratically, he's yelling no more, and his face looks like it's both bleeding and burning. So he arrives at a doctor's office and screams for him to remove whatever's in his ear. Before the doctor can help him, he rips it out of his own ear and dies. Back at the store, Johnny's writing a story for a tabloid, and I'm not clear if this is his job or if he's just trying to get something printed. Was that clear to you? No. Because he said it's a stepping stone, but I didn't know if he meant... That working there is a stepping stone or trying to get a story in there is a stepping stone. So Jack and Mickey are heading to an auction. <laughs> I thought this was going to be another episode where they left right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and never came back. <laughs> and they have a, a list of at least six items that the deceased owner purchased from Uncle Lewis. Then we move to a mentalist show. Adam works the stage blindfolded while his partner Phil works the audience. There comes a point when Adam can't hear Phil, who's giving Adam verbal cues about the item or person he's supposed to be guessing while blindfolded. Later, Phil insists that Adam get a hearing aid, because if he can't hear Phil, they'll be discovered to be fakes. Adam and Phil really don't seem to get along, but they put up with each other. It sounds like neither one of them can do the act alone. Right. I watch a mentalist on YouTube, and he makes a living doing this, but he will be the first one to tell you that it's observing behaviors. It's fake. Right. You got to go by people's uh, uh, body language, face expression, uh, certain clues and stuff like that you pick up on the other person. Right. And he doesn't make any bones about telling people that what he's doing is fake, but it's based on his studies of behavioral analysis and things. So he has some background to do it, but it's based on what he can observe about the person. He's not reading their minds. Yeah, I used to love that show. I love that show. But with these two, they're not even basing it on behavioral analysis. They are really fake. Right. They're giving each other clues from the audience. This this means she's blonde. This means a watch, you know. Right, yeah. So there's a difference. So Adam goes to see the same doctor we saw in the first scene who confirms that he does need a hearing aid. But Adam is worried about ruining his image. The doctor leaves the room and has Adam look at the hearing aid selection. Adam begins to hear something like a heartbeat and finds an old hearing aid in the drawer. Let me stop it there for one minute. Yeah. He had hearing aids on top. Right. Why was Adam in the drawer? And I didn't know that the first time I missed it. He was hearing a heartbeat, which made him... I, I totally missed that the first time, too. I was like, why did he just randomly go through this guy's drawer? Right. Thank you. Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> I get you, though. <laughs> so, like I just said, Adam begins to hear something like a heartbeat and finds an old hearing aid in the drawer. The doctor sees him with it and tells him that one isn't available. It belonged to another patient, and it's very old. But Adam takes it anyway. He uses it at their next show. But he's worried that if someone sees it, they'll think that they're cheating. And that someone is feeding him information. Which, yes, that's what they should be worried about. But it's funny that he's so worried about someone seeing it and thinking he was a fake. But later, he's on national TV with this giant thing sticking out of his ear. Right. And nobody even questions it. I I didn't get that either. I mean, it's a giant thing. Like, even 
even the woman, Randy, doesn't even seem to notice it. Wouldn't you say, what's that thing? Because it doesn't look like a hearing aid. No, doesn't. That's the ticket. It does not. Right. So, yes, you would think he was a fake because that didn't even look like a hearing aid. So that didn't make sense. So Phil tells him that Randy, a talent agent from the Stan Elliott show, will be there in the audience that night. And I can't remember if that's really the guy's name, but I'm going with Stan Elliott. Mm -hmm. Um, And Phil finds Randy in the audience. But Adam begins to lose focus. He can hear everyone in the room's thoughts, and it begins to overwhelm him. But he focuses on a guy at the bar who called him a fake. And Adam announces and gives all the details of this man killing his cousin. You'd kill yourself if anyone found out about your cousin. Police couldn't have found the body. Uh, Adam, I was asking you about You were in business together. Things were going bad. You needed the insurance. You shot him. Twice in the head, three times in the heart. I don't think this is funny. Neither do I. Then you wrapped his body in chains and dropped it in the water at the quarry. You told the police he was going south on business. I told them the truth. Yeah. He went south all right with five bullets in him. You still got the gun, Andy. What are you going to do with the last bullet? The guy tries to shoot him and is apprehended. Randy is impressed, and he can hear that she's impressed. But his ear starts bleeding, and he runs out of the club. So Jack and Mickey are able to get back five of the six items they were looking for, except a hearing aid. But Johnny remembers reading about a hearing aid in his paper. They tell Johnny that the owner's name was Maxwell and died in a doctor's office. And Johnny reads them the article about a Maxwell who exploded in his doctor's office after bursting in to get him to remove a hearing aid that was stuck in his ear. Hearing aid? Jack? What was this guy's name? Gerald Maxwell. How did he die? Apparently he died in a doctor's office. There's a story in here. Listen to this. A respected ear specialist witnessed the bizarre scene of a patient exploding in his office. Johnny. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Dr. Walter Rizbeck reportedly told colleagues a man barged into his office demanding help for a hearing aid he couldn't remove. This paper learned he literally exploded when the hearing aid malfunctioned. Hearing aid, suicide, Maxwell. It all fits. So meanwhile, Adam stumbled his way to the doctor... This doctor is open at all hours of the night, apparently. I mean, the show that he was on was a late-night talk show. Right, yeah. So this doctor seems to just be open at all hours of the night. Middle of the night, yep, he's there. No receptionist either. Nope, nothing. Just run in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jack is talking to the doctor on the phone, asking about Maxwell when Adam runs in. He somehow transfers all of the noise in his head to the doctor, and the doctor dies. And Adam is okay again. After listening to the commotion on the other end of the phone, Jack, Mickey, and Johnny rush to the doctor's office to find him dead. They search the office and take his appointment book to see who they can find in it. Adam shows up at Randy's house for that drink with him that he heard her thinking about at the show, and Adam spends the night. Randy decided that she wants Adam to do the Stan Elliott show that night. Adam calls Phil. I don't know why he called Phil, just to brag? Mm-hmm. Is that why? I think so. Phil tells him that people have been calling to book him all night, But Adam tells him about the show and that they're done. Just then, Jack shows up at Phil's door looking for Adam. He tells Phil about the doctor's death, and Phil tells Jack that he can find Adam at the Stan Elliott show. Kind of sarcastically, but it is the only place he knows where he's going to be. Jack puts two and two together, and because of Adam's overnight rise to fame, he believes he must have the hearing aid. Jack, who understands that mentalists aren't real mind readers believes that Adam may be able to really read minds with the hearing aid. He sends Mickey and Johnny to the show while he does some research. At the show, Mickey notices the hearing aid, and he seems to hear her thinking about him being the killer. 
After the show, Randy tells Adam that Stan wants him to do the show again the next day. He insists that he'll only come back if Randy is producing the show. (laughs) Back at Adam's apartment, Phil is waiting for them. He's put two and two together as well, but it equaled three. He wrongly thinks Adam saw the doctor get killed and saw the guy who killed him. Then, when he saw the guy come into the bar, he used that. He th- thinking that was the guy who killed the doctor, because Phil doesn't know who killed the doctor. And he doesn't know that the doctor isn't this guy's cousin. I mean, his explanation was wrong, but it was a pretty good theory, actually, to come up with for him. Right. Randy leaves, and Phil threatens to tell people. And he tells him that Jack came to see him about the doctor. Adam's ear neck begins to act up, and Phil leaves in a huff. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Mickey comes to the dressing room pretending to be a fan. Is that where they are? I'm so confused about where they are. Is that a dressing room? Part of me wants to say it's a dressing room. Yeah, so why does he still have a dressing room? I mean, mean? I mean, is this still the same night? Why does he have this dressing room? The show was over. He left the show. He got his ear fixed. I mean, is this still the same night? I want to say it's the same night. That's what I'm getting out of it. All right. It's the same night. Okay. Because I was like, where is... I can't figure out where this guy is. Because later on, when his girlfriend shows up at Phil's house, which I guess used to be his apartment, but... I don't think she's ever been there. So I was like, why did she show up? I don't know. I was a little confused about it. I realized that probably when I was watching and I thought that Phil was in the dressing room. Well, this time, yeah. But I wasn't even sure that was a dressing room until I saw people in the hallway and until Mickey showed up. Right. That's what I'm thinking. But when he died, it seemed like he was at home. Right. And then I'm like, well, why is his girlfriend showing up at Phil's apartment? Thank you. That's insane. Right. That's what I'm confused about. That's why I thought there was in the dressing room. Why would she go there? Right. Exactly. That's why I'm so confused. It's the same night. Right. It's all confusing about where they are at times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mickey comes to the dressing room pretending to be a fan. She makes sure that she's thinking about the hearing aid and getting it back so he'll follow her. So this has to be really fast after the show ended. He left the show, he ran to a doctor, killed the doctor, and came back. If Mickey's still there to come and say she enjoyed the show, it can't be that long after the show, right? Well, I thought that he was trying to kill Mickey first, and then he went to the doctors and killed him because he had to kill somebody. So did I. That's exactly the way I thought it went after I watched it the first time. Mm-hmm. And then the second time I watched it, it was not that way. I remembered it the exact same way you're remembering it. He had to kill Phil because he couldn't kill Mickey. Oh, it was Phil. Oh. Right. But I Phil. remembered it exactly the way you're saying it the first time I watched it. And if I didn't watch it this, a second time, I would have thought it went that way too. Oh, Okay. So this whole timeline doesn't make sense. Like I said, it's really quick. He leaves the show. 
He runs all the way to the doctor. He kills the doctor. He comes back, and he's still in the dressing room. I mean, what does he get the dressing room for the night? I don't. I don't know what 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 that's about. If the show's over, don't you leave your dressing room? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When you look at the movies and everything else, some people kind of hang back for a minute. Right, but he did all that. That took must have had to take a lot of time. Right, and I'm still surprised why he's hanging. I'm like I said, hanging. And he's only been on the show one time. Right. That's why I was a little confused about where they were until Mickey came in as a fan. And I was like, they must still be in the dressing room. And like we said, Mickey comes to the dressing room pretending to be a fan. She makes sure that she's thinking about the hearing aid and about getting it back so he'll follow her. And he does follow her. And Johnny follows both of them in the car. Following someone on foot with a car is always a bad idea. Right. There's always something that's going to get in your way that isn't Mm -hmm. in the way of the person on foot. Mickey turns down a side street, which I first thought was an alley, and I was like, what is wrong with her? It looked like an alley to me, too. Yeah. It didn't look like a street. Nothing can go down it. There was no sidewalk. There's nothing but garbage cans and garbage. Right. It looked like an alley, and I was like, she's worried about Johnny following her and worried about this guy saying to herself, well, he won't do anything in public. Why do you walk down a street that isn't as public as the street you're on? Right. Yeah, that makes no sense. No, but Johnny doesn't make the turn, and he gets held up by a, pol- a police officer. So Adam jumps Mickey, and after a lot of struggle, Johnny shows up and stops him from killing her, but Adam gets away. But now he has to find someone to kill. So Mickey and Johnny report back to Jack. Mickey's upset. This was weird, too. Mickey's upset, and she tells Jack that he knew what they were doing and that he read her mind, and she said it like she was so surprised. He read my mind, Jack. Jack! Johnny, what happened? Adam Cole tried to kill her. God, Mickey, come on. You all right? Jack, he knew. He read my mind. Yeah, I didn't understand because wasn't that what that, he was supposed to do? Yeah, that was her plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks, you can't make this up. <laughs> oh, sure. So, so Johnny mentions that Adam looked as if he was in pain. And Jack says that this goes along with what he's learned about the hearing aid. It has to collect thoughts to gather the strength to kill someone, which then releases the built-up thoughts into the victim so that the wearer can go on reading minds and living. I watched him follow her. He kept grabbing his head like he was in pain. Yes, he was gathering enough thoughts to kill her. Found out how the curse works. The hearing aid lets you hear what other people are thinking, but then the thoughts have to be released or you die. Unless they're released into another person. How are we going to stop him? I'll know every move we make before we make it. I don't know, Mickey, but we've got to find a way. Because nobody who's close to him is safe until we do. If you really think about that, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because the way we usually look at an antique is he's getting too many thoughts in his head and he's going to die unless he kills someone. So that doesn't make sense to me. The way he explained it made it sound like the purpose of this hearing aid was to kill. Which, yes, being an antique probably is the purpose, but the way he explained it, it says it had to, he had to build up enough thoughts to enable it to kill, and then it would kill to release the thoughts. So if it didn't build up enough thoughts, there would be no reason to kill. It, it, the way he explained it just didn't make sense to me. It's building up thoughts to enable it to kill. But the only reason it's killing is to release the thoughts. So that doesn't really make sense, the way he's explaining it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. So Adam runs to Phil's house, 
and as we expected earlier, I, I thought it would happen earlier, kills Phil before he himself explodes. But Randy shows up, I don't know why, and sees everything. Now, it's possible that him and Phil lived together before they cut ties. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why she showed up there, but I don't know. Yeah, but you've never been there. You went to her place. (laughs) Exactly. So I don't know. So being the ambitious person that she is, she agrees to help him so that she doesn't lose her producer status. But she's worried that someone will find out, and he tells her that with his power... He'll know immediately if anyone is questioning them. Right. So Mickey, Jack, and Johnny decide to speak to Phil to see what he knows about Adams and what Adams' endgame might be. But they find Phil dead and closed up in a sofa bed. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. So since he's dead, they head out to the show. Jack believes that Adam can only read one mind at a time. So if he's distracted by one of them, he won't be able to read what the other two are doing. I don't really think... I guess if there's more than one mind working, I think he could read them all because he did at the end. Jack was talking, Mickey was talking, Johnny was talking or thinking. I think it just confuses him and it makes his head hurt, right? Right, because it was too much. It's different, I think, when he was... Just reading one person. Right, because he's focusing maybe on one particular person, but now he's trying to focus on three and three's too much. Right, but he does hear them all. Oh, he hears them. So the way Jack explains it isn't really correct. I mean, yes, maybe one of them is distracting him, and the other two are confusing him, but he hears them all. It's kind of like somebody yelling, and everybody's yelling at the person. You got three people yelling, 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 yelling. At one point, you can't take it anymore, and you have a breakdown. Right, right. I think you're right. So at the show, Adam, who knows because he could read minds, he will get his own show if he impresses that night, tells Randy to cancel all the other guests, and he'll be the only guest on the show that night. So we can see Adam is already having a problem with his neck as the show begins. So I don't know how he thought he was going to do an hour-long show, but he did. So Jack, Mickey, and Johnny show up at the stage door, and Randy shows them to Adam's dressing room, but she knows who they are and locks them in. Plus, we find out that she is supposed to be finding Adam a victim, So I guess she figures two birds, one stone. (laughs) And she she locks them in to keep them from stopping him. But one of them could also be his victim. So Adam is getting worse and runs off the stage. Jack, Mickey, and Johnny work to break out of the room. Adam gets angry with Randy because she got three victims. And he won't be able to control three people, so he kills her. So cured, Adam goes back to the show while Mickey, Jack, and Johnny break out of the dressing room. Jack shows up in the audience as Adam's next challenger. So Jack tries to talk him out of continuing this whole charade by talking to him in his mind and telling Adam that they know about everything he's done. Jack challenges him to remove the hearing aid, letting the audience know that this is the way mentalists cheat because Jack was a magician by getting info from a plant in the audience. So Adam tells Jack that he needs the hearing aid to hear, but Jack announces and makes a good point in front of the audience that since Adam is a mind reader, Jack won't be saying anything out loud. He wouldn't have to hear anything. Right. So while this is going on, Johnny and Mickey join Jack on stage and surround Adam. The audience begins to revolt. Adam's face starts to turn and continues to get worse until he dies on stage. The hearing aid pops out of his ear and Johnny grabs it. So back at the store, they discuss the whole incident. Mickey says that his ego trapped him. And Jack adds the moral to the story that he should have found what was in his own mind before trying to learn what was in other people's. Mm -hmm. 
So the Antique of the Week from Friday the 13th Wiki was the hearing aid that allows the wearer to read minds, but the thoughts build up and must be transferred to another person, killing them. Now, this makes sense. The way Jack explained it did not make sense. So what did you think of this one? I mean, it was okay. I just thought it would be something a tad different from the title, and I figured a hearing aid would do something else. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought it would do something else, like... um. I don't know if it was the Twilight Zone or Outer Limits. I remember being little, and I don't want anything in my ear, by my ear, buzzing in my ear because of, like, this incident. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, God, no. If there's a fly in the house, I go to bed. I got earplugs in. <laughs> okay. I wear earplugs. There's something flying around, mosquito, whatever. I got earplugs because I want nothing in my ear. So, anyway, make a long story short, I thought it would be something where it would eat his brain or... You know, something like that. Then go to another person and eat their brain. And one of those things. Pulling one in and crawl off the other. Oh, okay. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I have to admit I was kind of bored by this one. I did like that over the last few episodes, they strayed from the regular formula of the episodes. I know there's one that you didn't like, but... I mean, I liked that the episode was different. Yeah. Like, in the last, i got to say four episodes, maybe five. And even last week even though they were searching for an antique, the episode had a different feel to it, I felt. And this one just seems like they're back to search for the antique, find out what it does. People who we really don't know enough to care about die along the way. They recover the antique, and most of the guest cast is dead. I was really bored by it. It seemed like in the last few episodes, they were kind of kind of changing their format a little bit. Yeah. This went right back to the old standard of the exact same episode every week. Did they get new writers? I don't know. I should look because I was kind of bored with it. It's like, okay, we had some different things over the last couple episodes. Right. And, and now it's just back to the same old exact same thing. Right. I guess it was a good story if I hadn't seen two seasons of the exact same thing. But, right. But, you know, I was expecting something else. Yeah, it was okay, but it was just the same thing. And I was hoping they were going to start to switch it up now that they have a different character. I thought maybe that would bring a different dynamic to the show and maybe they'd switch it up a little. And, you know, like some of the antiques they were searching for weren't really antiques or they found themselves in the middle of things that they weren't out searching for an antique, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it just, this just went back to the exact same old formula. I was a little bored with it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll be back next week for episode six. All right. See you next week. All right. This is Doug, reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to The 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for The 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko, Pixabay user 147-98912, free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the warehouse.